Manna or Meatloaf, episode 23, Pay It Forward. Hello, hello. Okay, first off, I had so many fun messages regarding last week's episode about learning from the learned. Notes about people reaching out to think their grandparents or connecting to a loved one that they may have unintentionally put on a back burner, and it just made me so happy. So thank you for all those little tidbits. It was a super sweet and sentimental journey for me to recall some of those past experiences over the years. I found myself even jotting down more memories of patients I have come to love through that service. Some were hard, some funny, but more often than not, those are the memories that will remain planted deeply in the parts of my subconscious that I can call upon as a point of reference for future challenges. I love having that reservoir of personal strength that I can draw upon as I continue to recall the many powerful examples and the influence those of the more experienced generation have had on me, I wondered how I could work some more of those experiences into a future episode. And then my mom gave me a thought I've been chewing on for the past little bit. Ooh, and I loved it. It just felt so good. And I kind of thought it would piggyback nicely with last week's episode. You see, she has this plaque on her wall, my mom does, that says, Here's to good women. May we know them. May we be them. May we raise them. And so this saying kind of led to a discussion about our heritages and how the gifts of the past can be handed down from generation to generation. I just love the concept of paying things forward, which basically means to extend or share a kindness or a gift without expectations of return. This kind of sounds like what we do with our kids, right? (laughs) I love thinking about how our ancestors planted so many of the seeds that have come to fruition in the lives of our grandparents, parents, and now us. They've sacrificed and learned, and those legacies are paid forward with dividends of faith. Then, to take it even a step further, now we, in turn, have the sacred responsibility and the unique opportunity to carry the torch that has been passed and pay those positive characteristics and values forward into the lives of our future posterity. It is certainly a powerful thought to see through the lens of what we'll pass on or what new seeds we may plant that may not even grow to maturity during our lifetimes, but will certainly bear fruit for good or bad in future generations. In talking this idea over with my mom, she reminded me of the example of her grandpa Ozzy. So his name was David Oswell Wilcox Jr., and he was my great-grandfather. I'd like to share part of his record, and I'm going to preface this by saying we couldn't find who contributed this story on Family Search. So, if any of my family knows, put your name to it on the website, and I'll give you all the credit. <laughs> So, when he was a young boy of five or six years old, he became seriously ill. He was in bed for over a year, and most of the time he couldn't even turn himself over in the bed. He suffered a great deal of pain and oftentimes cried out, saying he ached harder. Oh, that breaks my heart. His legs were actually drawn back and were so stiff that his knees wouldn't bend. He couldn't stand when he was lifted out of bed. The nearest doctor was 40 miles away, and to take a sick child that distance was a serious major undertaking. However, the trip was made several times. They would stay the night at Dr. Shock's and return home the next day. Months passed by and there was no improvement. It says that one day while his father was in Salt Lake City, he visited a clinic to talk to the doctor about his boy. 
while he was there, he was told that it sounded like he had the crippling type of spinal meningitis and that he had about one chance in 10,000 of ever walking again. Whoever shared this record said in parentheses, that was underestimating the power of the priesthood. The bishop called for a special fast, and almost everyone in the ward fasted from sunset to sunset and prayed for Ozzy. His name went into the temple for prayer, and the elders administered to him. The improvement began slowly but surely. Pain and soreness left Ozzy's legs and back, but stiffness remained for a time. It says every single day his mother applied physical therapy, working, rubbing, and exercising his stiff little legs— Eventually, the stiffness resolved, and Ozzy was able to learn to walk again. They all rejoiced and gave thanks to God for restoring what the doctors were powerless to restore. What testimonies they had in the power of the priesthood, and what an inheritance has been paid forward to influence and strengthen our families down through those generations. Can you imagine being Ozzy's mother? I wonder at the thoughts going through her mind when she was told of her son's prognosis. This mother obviously put her faith in her God, regardless of what she heard. She had different plans for her son. I can imagine the powerful and encouraging words that must have accompanied the therapy of such a young boy. Oh my goodness, that must have been hard. What strength, fortitude, and perseverance this remarkable mother had in strengthening and caring for her son. Can't you almost imagine this stalwart woman telling her son that giving up wasn't an option and that he could do anything, including overcoming a huge physical disability? Well, my great-grandpa Ozzy took the faith and hope his mother planted in him and pioneered a very long life, walking through life with those legs that were foretold that they'd never walk. I'm sure to some degree he lived the life his mother knew he could. With that same amount of faith and hope, my grandmother, Ollie Davis Wilcox, was instrumental in teaching her children that they could do anything. That teaching flowed from her to her children and eventually to us. As my mother and dad allowed and encouraged their oldest daughter, a fiery and lively little girl, to grab the opportunity of a lifetime with both hands and convinced her that she could do anything if she wanted to. Now that lively little girl is a 50-something-year-old nana in her own right, and without even realizing it, this natural tendency to pay that trait forward looks like children who chase dreams of entrepreneurship and grandeur, learning a whole new way of life for a young family in the middle of a high plains desert, bravely and courageously facing an uncertain future with optimism, hope, and faith, and cutting the umbilical cord and bravely charging out on your own a month before your first child is born. True story. (laughs) Did this woman and her husband know that the beliefs they shared that were taught them by their parents would take shape in their children that way? I can assure you she did not, because hmm, I know that woman well. With that heritage of faith and courage and that belief that anything and everything is possible, clearly exemplified in the lives of our ancestors, I am brought to the stark realization that if I want to pay that legacy forward, I've got some work to do. First, I need to be aware of those very traits that are worth passing on. How do I do this? Well, by learning and by studying and researching those lives through family history. I am certainly no expert. And even though I was gathering my own family names and taking them to the temple when that was something we all did a lot more of, 
I certainly, certainly need to up my game. One of my favorite people ever is a sweet sister that I've grown to love. Her name is Sister Beth Snow. She knows she was one of the people I want to grow up to be just like. She has dedicated so much of the latter part of her own life to family history and helping others learn and do that sacred work. She is an incredibly talented artist. You should see some of her work. And I just learned the other day that her mother was as well. In fact, I just saw one of her mother's paintings now hung beautifully in her own home, and it's really quite famous in this area and in LDS culture. I loved learning this about her mother's talents and gifts that she installed in her daughter And then, in turn, Sister Snow, at least prior to coronavirus anyway, invited a group of young children to her home every single week to teach them to paint. Isn't that amazing? She is paying that special talent and ability forward, not only to her own family, but to everyone she can. She is a remarkable woman. So when I started thinking about what gifts and values and traits I wanted to pay forward into my own future and future generations of me and my husband, I had to ask myself, what do I hope more than anything our children will do? Or what gifts, traits, values, or strengths do we hope they'll carry with them into their own futures? So think about what gifts, traits, values, or strengths you think your family may need the most. Now ask yourself, Do you demonstrate those qualities? If not now, can you develop them with a little work? Now look to the past with open and earnest intent to seek and find the qualities of so many of your loved ones that have gone before. Family history is so accessible now, anybody can do it. If you have a computer or a cellular device, you know you have access to Family Search, where you can read those stories. And if the stories haven't been entered, you can ask those questions yourselves and record and then add them and share them with your families. I think you'll be surprised at how many of their qualities have found their way, been paid forward, and trickled into your own life. Isn't that funny how it works? So this episode itself could be hours long if we began to even scratch the surface of the family history information out there. My intent with this episode is simply to bring your attention to the legacies and heritage that have contributed to the people that we are today. We can foster a connection with these family members who have gone before us by doing their work and studying their lives, can't we? What will we say when we meet them one day and are asked what we did with the gifts they paid forward? Did we add another brick to the stack they started, so to speak, in building the fortress of faith that strengthens and protects our families into the future? Or did we think it unnecessary to teach and remind our own children of them? Did we share the faith-promoting stories that these loved ones lived? Or do those stories lay in boxes in the basement gathering dust? Dang, oh, that one hits entirely too close to home. I haven't done as good as I should have. Do you remember in 1990, the LDS movie Legacy? It was featured at the Joseph Smith Memorial Building in Salt Lake for years, and it was so powerful. I don't think I've watched it once without crying. That would make a great Sunday activity or family home evening lesson. You can Google it and watch the full-length feature film for free. It's about an hour, but it is well worth the time. It's such a powerful account of one pioneer family and the hardships and trials they went through to follow the prophet. 
and basically the way their sacrifices were paid forward to their families. The film is based on actual events, and the main character, Eliza Morley, in the end, is shown as a grayed and frail widow who's visiting with her great-grandson who is preparing to be baptized. She pulls out the old copy of the Book of Mormon that the Prophet Joseph Smith gave her personally. As she gently hands it over to him, you can see the pleading in her eyes and the persuasions in her voice as she says, quote, I want you to have it and make sure this legacy of faith may never die, end quote. I feel a gentle command in that statement and can almost hear other voices from my own lineage whisper the same thing to me. Last week, I issued a challenge, didn't I, to take notes from our elderly family members to strengthen those ties and keep those relationships important. Now, it feels only fitting to invite you to read the notes or records from our own progenitors that have contributed to the very people we are through not only our DNA, but through the sacrifices and the very lives they lived. If you've ever wondered what you're made of, or if you need confirmation you've got what it takes— Learning of them may teach you that. Sit with that thought for a bit and ask yourself, what can I and what will I pay forward? Not only to the person behind me in the grocery store checkout line, but through the eternities to those who follow me. Give it a minute. It's worth thinking about. Nelson Henderson said, quote, The true meaning of life is to plant trees under whose shade you do not expect to sit. End quote. <laughs> 